Hello, friends. Welcome to the Gen Z and Millennial Expert Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jason Wiggins, and welcome to April 6th, 2021. And I hope everybody's having a great Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to everyone. We have some good news, especially in the state of California. It looks like as of the middle of May, or excuse me, the middle of June, we will be back to full go in California with no restrictions, no colored tier restrictions. So for those that live in California, that is great news. And I'm sure you're just as excited as I am as we continue to combat this coronavirus. So again, welcome everyone. As always, we appreciate your listenership. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, the best way is via my email, jason at jwigginsconsulting.com or via my website, genzandmillennialexpert.com. Again, happy Tuesday. Today we got a great podcast. We're going to talk about how to deal with difficult employees when you're in a leadership position. But before we go into detail on that, let's think about difficult employees. Can you ever think of a time where you may have been a difficult employee, where maybe you were younger or you didn't listen or you wanted to do your own thing? I think many of us can find a time or many times where we were a difficult employee to deal with, where maybe we didn't do things we were supposed to do, or we did them a different way uh, than meeting the expectations of our manager slash leader. I can tell you, for example, that I was not a good employee back in my late teens, early 20s. I, I definitely was combative. I definitely didn't listen. And, you know, we all mature differently and I fortunately matured later in life. However, I feel sorry for my ex-bosses, uh, Chad, and just to name a few, some of those, uh, Dan, they know who they are out there. Those are some individuals that I probably made their life miserable. And when they do are dealing with a difficult employee, they should have probably took up on some of these tips that I'm going to provide today on how to deal with difficult employees. Difficult employees can take a lot of your time. The saying is you spend 80% of your time dealing with the difficult employees and only 20% of your time with your star employees. And it makes sense, but you shouldn't have to. You should be able to spend that extra time with your great employees to making them even better, using your mentorship to make them take help take them to the next level, not spend all your time babysitting. That is unfortunately what happens when you're having to deal with an employee who, who is unruly and just doesn't want to do the things the way they should be done. That is why we are going to focus on particular ways to deal with difficult employees. I can tell you that nearly every manager I've ever 
spoke with, mentored, or has some involvement is, they will say that they have at least one employee who is not so great. I've come to think of it as an almost an uninvitable part of being a leader and a manager's ultimate professional landscape. There is generally one or more employees who don't perform well, or who are difficult to deal with, or who have a hard time getting along with others. But they mean well, but just don't quite do what's expected. Have you ever had one of those individuals? If you're a leader or a manager, I suspect you can start naming those individuals off the top of your head. And right now I can hear you doing such. You're going, ah, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Yes, we've all been there. We all experience, and they're not going to go away. Not everyone is the perfect employee. Not everyone is going to do the exact things you want them to do. Not every employee is going to perform at a high level. That's why we are in a leadership position. That's why we manage others. Because our job is to get the most out of the talent you have. Sometimes you'll have individuals, they can have the most talent, they have the most drive, and they're your star employees. We know who they are. And again, thinking back on your hand, can you name those star employees? Of course you can. We've had them. We love them. They take care of the business. That is why we have to take care of them. But there are some ways that we have to deal with difficult employees. The unfortunate thing, though, is, is most managers and leaders get held hostage to those folks that just don't do things the right way, where we have to spend a disproportionate amount of time, thought, and emotion on trying to find a way to motivate them, to get them to step up, make it to the next level, often hovering on the verge of letting them go for years. How many times can you think of individuals where you spent so much time on getting rid of them, but you've never done it? I think we all have because we get so comfortable in the ability to keep them on board, to try to get the most out of them. But we find ourselves in a dilemma sometimes because no matter what you do, you can't get them to do what you want them to do. That is an important aspect of when you're trying to determine if you should get rid of somebody. So I would like to provide nine particular ways that managers and leaders can confront difficult employees things that keep them from getting sucked in to the endless criteria of ineffective and frustration. As always, you can think of those times where you just had it up to the top of your head because the employee just doesn't listen or they don't perform at a high level or you can't get rid of them. How many of you have been in organizations where there's so much red tape, there's so many obstacles to getting rid of somebody that you cannot raise to the next level. Because remember, 
every great manager, every great letter, leader will exhaust their efforts to try to get individuals to do the things that they want them to do, to perform at a high level, to be able to meet expectations. There does come a time. Yes, there does come a time where you have to cut the cord, where you have to say, it's just not working. It's just not a good fit. We've all been there. But getting back to the steps or the ways we can do to improve, one is listen. Yes, that is why we were given two ears and one mouth. Listen. Often when an employee is difficult, we ultimately stop paying attention to what actually is going on. Why? We're irritated. It seems hopeless. And we're already decided that we think about the employee. So we just turn our attention to other things. And the combination of avoidance and self-protection. But the best leaders, the best managers get very attentive when someone's not doing well. They know that their only shot or their best shot at improving the situation lies in having the clearest possible understanding of the situation, including knowing the tough employee's point of view. That is correct. They may have a position that is valuable. There may be a reason why they're not exceeding or meeting expectations. An added bonus, in some cases, simply listening can save the day. You may hear about a real problem that's not the employee's fault that you can actually solve. The tough employee may state, may start acting very differently once he or she feels heard. You may, you may feel uh, that once you've heard it, you may discover legitimately is legitimate issues that they need to be addressed. Let's think about a child, for example. When a child is being difficult, the simple words you say to them, you want, that soothes them. When you say you want, that soothes them and it makes them feel like you're listening. That is what employees want to hear. A good, excellent tip is give clear and behavior feedback. Most leaders will spend months, even years, complaining about a poor employees versus doing anything about them. But the great leaders do it reasonably well. They communicate with the employee. They outline the approach that is best to get to the employee to find out why they may be having behavior that is somewhat unacceptable. Another tip, and this is an HR HR loves this. Human resource love this because the most important part of if you're not happy with an employee is document. Yes, whenever you're having significant problems with an employee, write down the key points. I cannot stress this strongly enough. Dozens of times I've heard managers tell me that they couldn't let a difficult employee go because they had no record of his or her bad behavior. I know if you're listening out there, I know if you've been a manager or a leader, you've been in the same predicament. I know I have. And 
it's a valuable lesson to learn because you may have enough reasons to let go of somebody, but you never documented. As you should document because good managers know that documentation isn't just negative, it's prudent. Remember, if you're able to solve the problem, you can just breathe a sigh of relief and put the documentation in the back filing cabinet drawer. Another great tip is be consistent. Treat everybody the same way. If you have a great employee that makes a mistake, make sure you document as well. It is not okay to play favoritisms. It's not okay to, to have the, the good employees not be treated the exact same way because if they make the same mistake, you need to be consistent. Another tip is set consequences if things don't change. If things still aren't improving at this point, good managers get very specific. These leaders will have versions of sayings like, I still believe you can turn this around. Here's what turning around would look like. Be specific. If I don't see that behavior by this date, here's what will happen. Example, you'll be let go. You'll be given a warning. You won't be eligible for promotion. You won't get that increase in pay. If the problem employees don't believe their behavior will have any real negative impact on them, you think they're going to change? Do you really think they're going to change their behavior just because you asked them to? Not likely. Why would they change? They don't believe you're consistent. They don't believe you're going to enforce it's going back to being a kid again, treating them like a kid. If you ask a kid to do something and they don't do it, and you stated you were going to provide this certain type of negative consequence, they're not going to hold you to any value. Another great tip is work through the company's processes. Good leaders hold out for hope of improvement until the point when they actually decide to let the person go. Well, that's too late. Because it goes back to documenting. Make sure that you've dotted your I's and crossed all your T's that will allow them to be terminated if it comes to that. If you don't, you can put your HR and your organization in a very messy situation. Remember, the great and good job of being a great manager is to keep your organization out of court. Another perfect reason, don't poison the well. How often have you seen poor employees contaminate the great employees? Why? Because the great employees see how these employees are acting, being negative, and guess what? They think, wait a minute, this is an organization where I can get away with this, I can get away with that. It pollutes the perception of the organization and then as a leader you're not backing up what you stated so you look weak so you lose the respect of your employees and another one another tip is manage yourself talk throughout this process of deciding if you're going to terminate write up document all that goes with it make sure you self your self talk is Neither unhelpfully positive nor unhelpfully negative. Thinking to yourself, this guy's an idiot, will never change. This is not useful self-talk. 
You got to, everything will turn out fine. He's great. There's no problem. Good managers turn off that self-talk because that self-talk will pollute the way you think about the situation. And that could ultimately lead to a decision that is not good for the organization. Good managers take a fair witness stance, making sure that they say things to themselves about the situation that is accurate. And this is a very important one. Be courageous. Nobody likes to terminate. Nobody likes to give somebody their walking papers. It's not a good feeling. Nobody's ever went to work and said, ah, I can't wait to terminate somebody. Why? Because after all the steps, after all the feedback, after all the discussions, by the time it's time for you to be courageous, it should not be a surprise to the unruly employee. Why? They've had more warnings than anybody. They know they've underperformed. They know they haven't listened. They know they were on the last draw. If you've documented, if you were consistent, if you're courageous as a leader, then this is no surprise. The only surprise is if you didn't do your homework, if you didn't do your due diligence. If you learn to use these tips, a good manager approach when you have a difficult employee, then no matter how things turn out, you will end up knowing that you've done your very, very best job in a very particular uh, tough uh, process. That means you need to do your homework when you're hiring. You need to hire right. You need to hire somebody that's great for the culture, that's great for the team, that will work together and have the end goal in mind. So today we talked about the specific tips on how to manage or how to deal with difficult employees. Difficult employees, as we mentioned, make up 80% of your time, while your great employees only take 20% of your time. You have the power. You have the choice. Be courageous. If you do all the steps, you cannot bring them to the level you need to, to perform, to help your, your organization perform, then it's time to make those tough decisions. So again, as always, Thank you so much for your listenership. You guys are the reasons why I'm here each and every day, Monday through Thursday. I have the smartest listeners, and I appreciate you. And again, we'll be back here tomorrow on Wednesday with another great topic about Gen Z and millennials and those that lead them. So if it's in the morning, afternoon, or night, be safe. Take care, and we'll catch you on the flip side tomorrow. Bye-bye.